0: Thank you. Hey, what's going on? Who that nation? It is yours truly TJ Jones, the host of the state of the saints podcast. And this is the state of the saints podcast, uh, live, um, uh, from radio station. I'm at, uh, 90.9 FM, uh, I'm at work today and, uh, thought that I'll talk a little bit about the New Orleans saints this morning. want to give a special shout out to everybody that's checking out the state of the saints podcast. And, you know, it's feel funny, uh, talking the State of the Saints podcast behind the mic that I actually, uh, you know, do the show. <laughs> I'll do my morning show every morning, but, I mean, here we are. Just thought I'd give it a shot. I uh, want to say thank you to everybody that's following into the chat. And also, I hope everybody's having a good, uh, good day so far, man. I mean, it's a great day uh, out here in the Carolinas. I mean, it's a little gloomy outside. I mean, we had uh, thunderstorms all day yesterday. But nevertheless, it's still a good day because today. Is the start of the NFL season. That's right. The Kansas City Chiefs will be taking on the Houston Texans. And I know a lot of people are excited about that. I know I am. I mean, I'm extremely excited, man. I mean, the fact is we have not had football at all since the Super Bowl. That's the last time we had any type of uh, football. But now the NFL season is here. And now we can start talking trash. It's time for us to go out here and infiltrate some of those groups and start talking mad trash to some of our rival teams. And, you know, this is an exciting time, folks. Um, You know, I know it's a little bit different, um, especially the fact that the New Orleans Saints uh, won't be playing in the Super. I mean, they'll be playing in the Superdome, but they won't have any fans. And that's weird in itself. But I think we all can agree that at least something feels normal, and that is the NFL season. But I want to give a special shout out once again to everybody in the chat. And, of course, if you're new to the State of the Saints podcast, we, we read the chat, we read the comments, and we we talk uh, about some of the things that some of the who that nation uh, want to address. Uh, that's how the State of the Saints podcast go. But if you looked at the topic, uh, the topic of the show is um, should we give up on Marcus Davenport? And I thought that would be a good topic to discuss because Marcus Davenport is one of those guys who a lot of people in who that Nation have a lot of questions about. You know, yeah, you see a guy with uh, very rare talent. You see a guy that's extremely athletic for a, a man who is 260, 270 pounds, but he has a history of being injured. And when you have a history of being injured, I mean, no matter how good you are, nobody is going to care how great you are. You know, like uh, John DeShazer said a couple of days ago on the State of the Saints podcast, and I often say here, the best ability is availability. If you are available on the field, then teams can count on you to make plays. But if you're not, then no matter how much talent you possess, nobody cares. <laughs> I mean, absolutely nobody cares at all, okay? That um, you know, that how good you are if you're not on the field. And Marcus Davenport, I mean, he he finds himself on the injury report yet again. Yet again, uh, I, I know Sean Payton said a couple of days ago, "Man, if if it was Week One, he'll be able to play." But but still, you know, the fact is, you're showing up on the injury report, and people are tired of seeing you there. And you know, I, I really stuck my neck out this year for Marcus Davenport, so I have an emotional investment in this guy. I want to see him succeed. I want to see Marcus Davenport succeed. I have went out here. I have jumped out of the window, and I have said that. Marcus Davenport will have a better season than Jadavion Clowney. Now, anybody that knows me knows that I don't really make my my point of view. I, I don't address my point of view out of being petty, okay? Anybody that knows, I mean, I didn't even want Jadavion Clowney in the Saints uniform. I'm actually happy that he didn't show up. And I'm not just saying that Davenport will have a better season just because of that. I'm saying because Marcus Davenport, when he has been on the field, he has shown flashes. He has shown that he can be that guy. He can be one of the guys that can have double digits. He can be a disruptor. But once again, the best ability is availability. If you're not on the field, then nobody cares. Okay, nobody cares at all how much talent you possess if you're not on the field. And me, I'm just kind of sick of it. You know, I I am. You know, and I understand, you know, I mean, he's the football player here, right? I'm the guy that just, that analyzes the game i'm the guy that sits behind this mic or the mic um at my home <laughs> and i break down new orleans saints from my point of view okay but he's out there on the field he's out there uh risking his life you know what i'm saying for you know monetary gain you know what i'm saying to be able to uh you know put himself out there to have generational wealth in the future you know so but at the same time i think i'm i i do not feel bad by saying this, this is Marcus Davenport just needs to step it up. He needs to step it up. And um, I don't know what he needs to do. I don't know if he needs to spend a little bit more time in a massage uh, room. I don't know if he just needs to work on some of those little things that have been uh, bothering him over the past couple of years. But it's time to step up, man. Uh, You know, you look at somebody like Cam Jordan, he's still playing at a high level. But there's going to come a time where we're not going to be able to depend on Cam Jordan. And Cam Jordan is not going to be the Cam Jordan that we're seeing in his prime. And we're going to need other guys to step up. And, and right now, we're saying Davenport is the guy. And I still believe that he is the guy. But I, I'm I'm getting kind of sick and tired of watching him uh, be on the injury report. And I'm, I'm definitely sick and tired of him limping off of the field. So, I mean, we got to do something about that. Uh, you know, hopefully, like, this won't affect him going into week one. I mean, I know a couple people on the injury list, didn't practice. Uh, rookie Caesar Ruiz, he was on the list. He didn't practice. And people can say, oh, man, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean anything. The guys are going to play. But, I mean, just psychologically, you know, a- as a fan, you know, and-, and psychologically for him, you ended up on an injury list is it- not a good look at all. You know, it's it- it's straight up disappointing, you know, and, and as a fan, you know, I, I just – I just don't know. You know, we, we need to figure that out. Uh, but let me go ahead and start reading some of the chat here. I see my guy, Kimo, in here. Uh, he says, uh, OG, man, what's going on? Uh, we got uh, Jared Poor, the OG of the State of the Saints podcast. We got Kai in the building. Uh, we got Odell uh, saying, morning, TJ. What's going on, Odell? appreciate you stopping by. But let's go ahead and get into some of the questions here. And thank you once again, everybody that's following in. Uh, we see Uh, Reggie says Reggie says Davenport needs people to stand behind him and quit doubting him. He's already lived up. Now we all go over the top. Uh, Reggie, no, it's not about going over the top. OK, Um, the topic is, uh, should we give up on Marcus Davenport? The reason why is because you have a fair share of members of the who that nation who are willing to to give up on this guy. Now, I'm not one of those people. But I, I, like I said, I will say that I don't want to continuously see him on the injury list, and I know you don't either. I I think what you're saying is you want people to give him an opportunity to really, you know, develop and come into his own. I get it. I want the same thing, but I feel like it just feeds the haters. Every time you see him on the injury list, every time you know you hear Sean Payton have to vouch for a guy for the last couple of years have not been able to play a 16 game season. So I do want him to succeed. I want him to live out all of the potential that he has. I want him to exceed expectations, but it's hard for me to defend him when I want to, when he's constantly on the injury report. I mean, we got to be real. We got to be 100 folks. We want him to succeed. Well, some of us do, you know, some of us, we just quick to give up on anybody, you know, I mean, we love we love players from down to down. First down, we love them. Second down, we hate them. Third down, get them up out of here. But I'm talking about for the people out there that think logically and understands the talent that he possesses and willing to wait. You know, I I think that, you know, it it kind of makes us look ridiculous sometimes, you know, that we're defending it because, I mean, he's proving us wrong by ending up on an injury report. But I mean, I still have faith in him. Sergeant A.R. says, what up, who that? Uh, Dirty Birds in a building. Uh, Dirty Birds ain't been in a building for years, my friend. It's been a while since the Dirty Birds been in a building. Um, I need the Dirty Birds to actually do something in order for them to actually be relevant. Uh, You know, the fact is, uh, I mean, I get it. You know, y'all were in the Super Bowl, what, 2015 or something like that, 2016. But besides that, y'all haven't done anything, man. You know, like, I mean, y'all been... Y'all been a disappointment, like real talk. Like, I'm not even just saying that because I don't like Atlanta. Y'all been a disappointment, man. Like, for all the weapons that you all possess, for all the offensive talent that you have, um, the so-called, you know, great Matt Ryan, you know, a guy that you all consider a future Hall of Famer, I still feel like he needs a couple more years to prove that. I mean, he has been a league MVP. I guess you can say that. But the fact is you have arguably the greatest wide receiver to ever play the game in Julio Jones. And you have a really good, respectable uh, number two in Calvin Ridley. And then you also have uh, so many other great players that were on your team. And the fact that you all haven't been to the playoffs in the last, what, three years? Um, it's time for you all to step up, man. So even though y'all in a building right here, you represent Sergeant. I mean, y'all haven't been in a building for the last three years, man. So hopefully y'all can get it together. I think you, you all are going to be much improved from last year. But at the end of the day, you know, I mean... Yeah, I haven't been in a building in a while, my friend. I'm just being 100. Uh, Sean Payton's uh, play calling better be on point. The Bucks, the Bucks are talking mad trash. Uh, Brandon, look, I, look, I can care less what a Buccaneers fan has to say to me. Okay, I, I can care less. The Buccaneers fans are so irrelevant to me because you're actually jumping off the cliff, dancing, poking your tongue out, blowing raspberries, doing all that crap, and. I mean, your team hasn't done anything in a decade. You have not made the playoffs in over a decade. You guys are bragging and boasting about a guy who had the majority of his success in another team's uniform. That is the most pathetic thing i have ever seen in my entire life that's like you bragging about what your what your new girlfriend did to her ex-boyfriend you know what i'm saying like like oh man she used to hold him down she used to make sure that he was taken care of like who does that okay what has he what has he done for you what has he done for you what has tom brady done for you besides put on a number 12 uniform and throw a football around in tampa that's all he's done he has not played in a real game and you don't know how your team is going to turn out. And like I said, it's just absolutely pathetic. This is this is, this is the epitome of pathetic. That you are out here bragging and boasting about somebody that did something for another team. Who does that? But like I said, that goes to show you how pathetic their fan base is. Tampa, you know, to me, uh, you know, I, look, I'm not saying that they won't have a better season. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they will. But just pump the brakes because half of you weren't jumping in these groups and you definitely weren't infiltrating uh, some of these NFC South groups when Jameis Winston was throwing multi-interceptions, okay? I know he played for the Saints now, but it is what it is. You wasn't infiltrating these groups when you had uh, Josh Freeman as your quarterback and he didn't live up to expectations. You wasn't jumping into these groups when you were changing offensive coordinators like a guy changes his underwear. So – don't act all big and bold now Now that you have the New England Patriots light, that you got Gronk and, and Tom Brady, and now all of a sudden you feel like you are relevant. Like, knock it off. We're not playing Madden here. I say that often. We are not playing Madden. Now, if your team comes out, you're 13-3 and three or 14-2, and two, okay, good and congratulations to you. Give these guys a cookie. I mean, they had a good season. But right now, you guys are living off, or what guys did in another team's uniform. You do not brag about what your current girlfriend did for her ex-boyfriend. Okay? You're the man. She's supposed to be doing that for you. Okay? What has she done for you? What has Tom Brady done for you? He hasn't won no six Super Bowls in your uniform. Right? So you're looking pathetic right now, Tampa. I'm just being real with you. Okay? Look, if, if Drew Brees had... You know what I'm saying? If he came from, like, San Diego, right, and let's just say Drew Brees, I mean, he was coming off a really good season. Let's just say that that was the best Drew Brees had to offer. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Drew Brees coming to New Orleans, but he did absolutely nothing. I would look like the biggest idiot on this side of the Mississippi. Tampa, wait for the guy to do something. Wait for your team to do something. Do you know how the NFL season is? Do I need to tell you about uh, the so-called dream team that they had out in Philadelphia? You remember when they had uh, Viz Young and and they had Michael Vick and and then they had uh, um, Nandi then I mean, they had all this different talent and stuff like that, and they called themselves the dream team. Ask ask Philly did they make the playoffs that year. Ask them. I guarantee you they'll tell you they did not make the playoffs. So pump the brakes, okay? We don't know what your team is going to be. On Madden, I'll be nervous. In real life, not so much, okay? Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Troll says, uh, yo, where was this talk when uh, they had Mike Glennon? Absolutely. There was no talk, Tro. You know why? Because they're a bunch of grandstanders, okay? Look, I had the same energy when the Saints had Billy Joe Hoban and Billy Joe Tolliver as quarterback, okay? As trash as they were and as – confident as I was that they would actually lose, I still was a Saints fan. I still was repping the black and gold. I still had my Saints shirt on. I didn't have the hats at the time because, you know, I mean, I, I grew up, you know what I'm saying, like in, in the night war. My mom, you know what I'm saying, she did the best she can, but, you know, I wasn't able to go to foot lock or foot action and get those hats. But, you know, I used to have my, my Saints shirt and stuff like that and used to rep hard. Uh, You know what I'm saying? That, that's the type of energy that I'm talking about. Look, I have zero respect. I have zero respect for anybody that's a grandstander. Okay, anybody that's a bandwagon hopper, I don't have any respect for that. Okay, like I feel like you are determined. You you are determined by how you are in in the bad times. Okay, how you're perceived in the bad times is 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 how I feel like I want to evaluate you in the good times. So if Mike Glennon was on your team and you were still repping the Buccaneers, I can respect you, okay? I can respect you for coming and and having the same energy, okay? Because Tom Brady is here. I can respect your enthusiasm, but I'm talking about the people, oh, uh, I'm not a Tampa Bay fan. I'm a Tom Brady fan. Like, man, go sit down somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Knock it off. Okay, knock it off. Where was this energy when Mike Glennon was the quarterback? Where was this energy when Josh Freeman was the quarterback? Somebody please tell me. Somebody please tell me where was all this energy? I mean, what 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 was that? Uh, Sperano? You know what I'm saying? What, I mean, when, when he was the coach. I mean, what, what was the energy? What was the energy when Dirk Cutter was your coach? Lovey Smith, as much as I like Lovey. What, what was that energy then? It was nowhere to be found. And, and we and we got to, man, we got to stop this, man. We got to stop this stuff. We Man, we got to start holding these bandwagon hoppers accountable, okay? It, it's to a point where people don't even feel bad that they're jumping on a bandwagon. What they do that at, huh? If, if I'm jumping on a bandwagon, I feel too embarrassed. I would hope that nobody can go back and, and, and do what a lot of people do on Twitter, go back 10 years and see what I did, okay? Might be repping a different team. Might be repping a different team. I have completely different energy. So knock it off, Tampa fans. Not the real fans. The real fans, y'all, y'all got the right to be happy. But those I never seen before. And 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 the the fan that got on a blood red Tampa Bay unif- um, uniform. I'm talking about the blood red jersey. I'm talking about the one that hasn't even been through a rinse cycle yet. Go sit down somewhere, okay? <laughs> The Baddest Sports Show said the funny thing is Tom Brady has not won a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick. This is not the Patriots and their defense. Man, shouts out to Everett, man. Man, shouts out to the Baddest Uh Sports Show. Uh, shouts out to my guy, man. My favorite truck driver. <laughs> man, shout out to you, brother. I mean, but you have to absolutely you 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 hit the nail on the head here, man. You know the the question has got to be asked. You know, can Tom Brady? win a Super Bowl without Bill Belichick and vice versa. And, uh, you know, he doesn't have Bill Belichick to, uh, you know, game plan from week to week, to strategize from week to week. Bruce Arians, as good as a coach as he is and a a good guy, uh, you know, he can really uh, coach some offense. He is not Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick is arguably, well, not to me, but he is arguably one of the greatest coaches of all time and when you become the greatest coach of all time it is hard for you to be replicated so we're going to see and a lot of people probably say well you know we'll never really know because tom brady is 43 years old they they gave themselves some wiggle room right they 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 gave themselves enough wiggle room where they can actually jump out a window and yet find a little way to get, you know what I'm saying to get out of the situation that they're in okay they they put a nail out there just in case they fall you know what I'm saying it can it can stop the fall Okay, because they could always uh, lean on. Oh, he's forty three years old. Oh, if if he was in his thirties, then we would have a, a real true Tom Brady. Tampa would be a contender. They 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 left themselves some room, you know. But being a former communications major as as I am, you know, a communicologist, as my former uh, professor Dr. Mark G. Henderson would say, a communicologist, I can kind of see through the nonsense. Now, I know I I'm not the most uh you know astute you know, a uh, person when it comes to communications, you know? I mean, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I know when somebody is blowing smoke on my behind. I, I know, okay? And I can tell you, they're blowing smoke, okay? They're they trying to hype him up. And if he doesn't pan out, then they're going to try to find a way to get out of it. Uh, Falcon rise up for life. Uh, Couldn't tackle Marshawn Lynch. Couldn't even stop Stephon Diggs. And y'all still could have won that championship game after the flag but y'all didn't because y'all defense sucked. Our defense better than the Falcons defense, okay? And and y'all shouldn't talk about anything, about nothing in the playoffs, okay? When the whole Italian world sees that you guys gave up a 25-point lead late uh, going into the third quarter into the fourth, you shouldn't say anything to me. Don't talk to me about defense. Don't talk to me about, uh, you know what I'm saying, like my team sucked. Y'all, like, the, the Falcons just beat the Saints for the first time this past season since uh, December of 2017, okay? So, I know what y'all are going to do, right? We start going back and forth. Y'all start bringing up that overall record. What's going to happen when the Saints beat you guys out of four out of the last five times? Or if we have, like, six matchups or something like that, the Saints uh, win, win out. Then y'all won't have that to the, the rest on, right? Y'all won't have that. I mean – Look, man, I'm not here to go back and forth with Falcon fans because it's ridiculous. Like, you all don't even have the fan base. You guys don't have the loyalty. You guys don't have the support. Most of your fans are fair weather. I mean, most people that live in Atlanta are not even from there. Like, give me a break. People from New Orleans, man, we rep New Orleans hard. I left New Orleans when I was 19 years old. I'm 34 right now, and I still rep New Orleans. I'm still repping Montague Street. You know what I'm saying? I'm still repping George Washington Carver High School. I'm still repping Gentile. You know what I'm saying? I'm still repping the Franklin to the broad. You get what I'm saying? The RTA, for those that don't know I'm talking about, the bus system. I'm still repping it. You Falcon fans, you you guys love at a distance, okay? As long as the team is doing good because your energy, when you all beat the Saints this past season, I didn't see that energy during the season, okay? But you want to jump into groups. Because that's what you do. You're grandstanders. You're not real true fans. Falcon fans are, like I said, you're a tourist town, right? I'm, I live in Myrtle Beach right now. Myrtle Beach is a tourist town. People come to your town, they have a good time, and they leave, right? And you know, what I'm saying some people actually stay because they want to, uh, maybe you know, go to Tyler Perry Studios and be a star. You know what I'm saying? Atlanta is supposed to be the black mecca. You know what I'm saying? That's where people go to make their all their dreams come true. It's like the it's like the Disney World. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know of the South, even though Disney World technically is in the South because it's in Florida. But I I don't know, man. I'm on some uh, I'm on some seas type stuff. I don't feel like Florida. anyway, never mind. The thing is, it's a tourist town. All right, it's tourist. Y'all y'all you go to Atlanta, you you rarely see people that's from them. And you rarely see people that actually rep the Atlanta Falcons hard, okay? So you all come out in, from the trees, from the bushes when you win. or you, you know what I'm saying? You get over on the team to make yourself feel relevant and cool. And look, ain't nothing wrong with that, okay? We see this with the Tampa Bay fans. But don't come at the New Orleans Saints fans. Don't come at us. Don't come at us, you know what I'm saying, because we're loyalty loyal to our team, win or lose. Don't, don't get mad at us because we stand, I still say who that, after a loss. Don't get mad at us because even though we had to overcome adversity in 2017, we still bounced back having a better record in 2018. Don't don't get mad at us because we had a good record in 2018 and, and suffered one of the most heartbreaking losses in sports history and came back 13-3 the next season and won the division before Thanksgiving. And, oh, yeah, we won the division against you all. On national TV, on Thanksgiving, while everybody was eating turkey, dressing, cranberry sauce, and and lemon meringue pie, the Saints was wrapping up the division, the first team to wrap up the division out of all the teams in the NFL. And they did it against you all. And it made your quarterback look like a fool in the process. Like a fool. So Atlanta, don't worry about us, man. Need to worry about getting back to the playoffs. You need to worry about trying to get rid of that GM who has been whiffing on draft picks and not being able to bring people in the door to make your team relevant. And you need to focus on that. And maybe you need to focus on bringing in an offensive coordinator that can help Matt Ryan go back to what he once was when Kyle Shanahan was here. Okay? We're going to handle this over here. We're going to whoop y'all like we always do. We're going to embarrass y'all like we always do. You guys are gonna win some games like you always do, and you're gonna fail, like you always do. Okay, sorry, but it's facts. If we want to talk about failure, I'd rather be a Saints fan than a Falcon fan because the Falcons, like, think about this: the Saints lost in the playoffs. Okay, how many teams lose in the playoffs? You know how many te- like you know how many teams lose in the playoffs each year? Okay, you get opportunity to go to the Super Bowl, to the Super Bowl. Okay. Everybody watching this. You know what I'm saying? Great-grandmama is watching this, okay? She she don't even know that much about football. She watching it. Got people from overseas that don't even watch American football. They're watching this. They're watching you guys blow a 25-point lead, okay? I mean, and and they're talking about it in English and in Spanish and in Chinese and Japanese. They're talking about how you're blowing it, okay? And if I spoke about five languages, I would actually demonstrate how it sounded when he when in all different languages. How people felt when you blew a twenty five point lead and the entire world was watching. Okay, the entire world. You know how many people watch the Super Bowl? You know how many people actually watched the Super Bowl? Like I, I look, I'd rather lose in a divisional round in a wild card game than in the Super Bowl. For real. I'm, I'm just being real. I would rather lose in the divisional round, the wild card game, than a lose in the Super Bowl, okay? I, I'm, I wish Herman was here. I know it's nighttime, I think, where he is. I know he's in Italy. I would ask him to uh, translate in Italian, okay, what what um, what people were saying in Super Bowl 51, okay? <laughs> I would ask him, okay, we'll translate that. But it's all good. Like I said, man, it, this is football season, man. We back, okay? We back. We back, man. We back talking trash, okay? Like I'm, you know, it is nothing wrong with a little friendly fire. Was, shouts out to Falcon uh Rise Up for Life. He said, Saints need to learn how to win in a playoff game. You guys need to learn how to make the playoffs. Okay. I mean, look, how can you hate from outside of the playoffs? And you can't even get in. You know, like come on now. Come on now. Give me a break. Like like Chris Brown said, how you gonna hate from outside the club? How you gonna hate from outside the playoffs? They talking about that stiff arm in Germany. I I know there is. Uh, That's why nobody respect the Saints and slant guard Mike. Nope. Uh, Everybody respect the Saints. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, I'm I'm sorry. You know, me, you know, you know, the thing about me, I like to, um, I like to study a lot, right? I like to study interviews. I like to study like different shows, I like to hear different debates coming from different individuals. All I hear about when they talk about the NFC South, they're talking about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, and they're talking about the Saints. I, I don't hear them talking about the Falcons. I, I don't. I don't hear the national media even bringing the Falcons up. When when they start talking about Super Bowl contenders, I don't hear about. I don't hear about the Falcons. I don't hear about them. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe y'all do. I don't. I I don't hear nobody talking about no Falcons in the Super Bowl contention. When they talk about some of the best teams in the league, I don't hear Falcons coming up, okay? I don't hear anybody saying anything about the Falcons. I mean, I think Falcon fans are jealous of Saints fans. I, I do. I think the Falcon fans are jealous of Saints fans because we all know that the Saints are the best team in the division and have been, and the most relevant team. The Saints got the best coach in the division. The Saints got the best quarterback in the division. The Saints had the best running backs. And, and you know what I'm saying? Right now, the best receiver in the division. And I think that there's a little bit of jealousy. So, you know, it, it's almost like it's almost like Falcon fans sometimes be clout chasing, right? It, it's like I was watching this movie, and I think it was uh, Jay Farrell, right? Jay Farrell was an up-and-coming comedian. And he was uh, talking about Cat Williams. Cat Williams is supposed to be the biggest comedian in the world. And he was talking about cat williams you know in, in a role that he had in a movie or something like that but in a process jay farrell ended up going viral and people wanted to hear jay farrell speak and all that kind of stuff because they thought he was funny because he went viral hey but he went viral by talking about a guy who was super relevant and that's the same way with the falcons Nobody cares about the Falcons. Like, for real, nobody checking for the Falcons. The Falcons cannot stand alone without the Saints. The Saints can stand alone without the Falcons. Think about this. The majority of your games that come on TV, that's nationally televised, the Saints, you guys are playing the Saints, right? When Michael Vick and the Falcons came to the Superdome back in 2006, that game was on Monday Night Football. You think people were there because they wanted to see Michael Vick? As good and dynamic as he is and how much I like him? Absolutely not. You think on Thanksgiving for the last couple years, you think people really wanted to sit down and watch the Falcons play? Like, give me a break, man. Be serious. You guys should be thanking your lucky stars that you have a future Hall of Fame quarterback in your division because nobody would care about you at all. Nobody would care about the Atlanta Falcons if they didn't play the Saints. The Saints make you all relevant. The Saints are what the national media are talking about. And if you just so happen to be on the ticket, you guys can, you know what I'm saying, can roll with us, okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, you guys are the backseat drivers of the NFC South. Y'all are. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all are the backseat drivers of the NFC South. The Saints are in the driver's seat. You can put Tampa up in there, Carolina, take your pick, and then you got... Atlanta always in the backseat leeching off the success of the New Orleans Saints. Like, nobody like nobody, even, like, come on, man, give me a break. Who's sitting up here talking about Falcons, except for Falcon fans and Falcon podcast, okay? We just uh, brought somebody up here. Somebody just uh, mentioned Kay Adams, who's on uh, Good Morning, Good Morning Football on NFL Network, okay? I mean, we got Steve Weish up in this thing, you know what I'm saying, on the State of the Saints podcast. Who's at the Saints games mostly every week? I mean, come on, give me a break. Like, what do we what are, what are we talking about here? Thank you, Lucky Stars. And I know y'all are hoping and praying that this is Drew Brees' last season, but you might be you might want to continue because if Drew Brees was to retire, then what else would y'all be able to hold on to? I mean, honestly, what would y'all be able to leech on to? Y'all should be thankful, man. Nobody would even know what the Falcons, nobody would even know anything about the Falcons if they didn't play the Saints. Man, I'm from Louisiana and I live in Atlanta, but they hate everything from Louisiana. Man, they can they can hate all day, but they they should be happy. I mean, honestly, they should be happy. They should be happy. Nobody would be I'm telling you. I'm not even like I'm not even saying this out of spite. Nobody would care about the Atlanta Falcons if they didn't play the Saints. That—that's That's when things are high profile. That's when they get their most attention is when they play the Saints. Am I wrong? I mean, most of the games that come on NBC, Sunday night football, man, you, do you think that they're really there to watch Matt Ryan? Come on, man. I got respect for Matt Ryan, but ain't nobody there to see him. Ain't ain't nobody coming to see you Otis, okay? Ain't nobody coming, ain't nobody coming to see no Otis Williams, okay? They came to see David Ruffin. You know what I'm saying? That's what they came here to see. You know what I'm saying? They ain't coming to see no, no Matt Ryan. Seriously. Knock it off. Let's get back to this. How many stadiums that Atlanta uh Georgia invested in without the football team success? Fulton County Stadium and Georgia. Uh, dome copy and the name of the Louisiana Superdome Mercedes-Benz Stadium laughing look man look I'm not look that's just that's just good money moves okay okay I, I mean I ain't mad at that okay I'm a, I'm a capitalist myself I like making money I like making that cheddar that Skrilla you know what I'm saying but at the end of the day I'm just saying they would not be as relevant as they are without the New Orleans Saints the rivalry between Drew Brees and New Orleans Saints and Atlanta Falcons have been on the shoulders and the back of Sean Payton and Drew Brees. I, I'm just being honest, man. People, They are two of the most respected coach-player tandems in football. they right up there with Belichick and Brady. So nobody would be checking for them. And I, I'm not even just saying that just to, like, sound, sound funny. It's facts. It's facts. It, it's facts. Roll with it, TJ. I'm just being 100, Tyra. I'm just being 100. Julius says, uh, Falcons are the, the team in high school that you schedule for homecoming. I won't go that far. I won't go that far, Julius. I know we try to be funny here, but I mean, they're a respectable team. They're a respectable team and they're, they're a tough outing anytime they play because you don't know what Falcon team you're going to get. But we just got to be realistic here, man. Like the Saints. You know what I'm saying? The Saints are on the marquee. They, they are the, the headliner. Okay? And the Atlanta Falcons are the guys that come up before the headliner. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, the, the Saints are the president. Atlanta, the vice president. You know what I'm saying? Like, the president always in the front. You might see the vice president sometimes giving a, a little bit of an interview, but it's about the president. Okay? It's about him. He's a he's the guy. Okay? <laughs> Oh, man, I just had to make I just had to make Falcon fans a little bit upset today. <laughs> uh, Bro, that is cold, man. It, it's the truth. It's the truth, bro. It's the truth, man. Like, for real. Like, we just got to stop. We just got to stop uh playing ourselves. I'm the one selling the records. They coming to see me. Oh, this they coming to see the Falcons. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Atlanta. <laughs> King Arthur. Uh, channel and his inner temptation movie. Man, I know that movie word for word, folks. For real. I, I know that movie word for word. Like I can I can actually sit up here and 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 uh recite some of the movie, like word for word. Uh Saints the title card, Falcons the Undercard with no names, right? Saints the Floyd and Mayweather and they the, I don't know, the um the Jose Cortez, Jr., they, they, you know what I'm saying? That's the up-and-coming boxer who hasn't really done anything yet. That's what he is. <laughs> uh, We boast of one of the nastiest defense in the NFL. We get a little shaky at times, but this year is different. I hope so. I hope so, man, because I'm tired of getting disappointed in the playoffs, though. I, I must say, I, I mean, uh, Falcon fan got me on that. I am tired of getting uh, – I'm tired of losing the playoffs. If Thomas only runs slant, why you can't stop him? Look, I can care less about a slant because, like I said, anybody's still talking about a slant and the fact that Michael Thomas just runs slant don't know football. And, um, you know, I encourage you. I encourage anybody, okay? I encourage anybody. If you think it's so easy, line up against a guy who has some respectable cornerback skills and try to run a, five, a five-yard slant on him and see what happens to you. If a guy's running a five-yard slant, I mean, honestly, people don't understand how much credit. They don't know how much credit they're actually giving Michael Thomas, okay? Because if you have a guy like Tyreek Hill, right? Tyreek Hill runs like a four-two or four-three. If he's running a streak route, or for those that don't know what a streak route is, it's running straight down the field, right? No cuts, no outs, no nothing. Okay, you're just running in a straight line, and you have the speed. Of course, you're going to get past that cornerback, and if the if your quarterback has an arm like Mahomes, he's going to get you there, but for somebody that actually running a quick slant, it, it it plays into the cornerback or the safeties. You know, it, it plays into their hands because they can actually jam you for five yards. So if Michael Thomas, it's it, it, Drew Brees says hike Michael Thomas runs off of the line and a cornerback is just pushing, pushing, pushing him for five yards, right? And he still catches the football, that's pretty doggone good, right? I mean, he's catching a ball basically being harassed, okay? You know what I'm saying? That's that's equivalent to, like, just imagine, okay, you have, you're have you running into a bee's nest, right? You're running straight into a bee's nest. You're doing all like this, right? You're trying to get out of the way, trying to make sure that you don't get stung. That is what cornerbacks, I mean, as soon as you say hike, they're jamming you, jamming you, jamming you, jamming you. If he can get off the line and catch the ball for five yards, that, that shows you how, how good he is. That, that really, it really does. See, we get things misconstrued, and and the media screws a lot of things up for us because they tell you that the guy who runs the 4-3, the guy that runs the 4-2 is the guy that's the most dominant player in the NFL. That's why, you know, they they glorify the 40-yard dash at the combine, right? I mean, who cares, man? If If you look at history, nobody that played wide receiver has ever made the Hall of Fame if they run a 4-3, a 4-3-40 wide receiver has never made the Hall of Fame. So for all these people out here talking about Julio, you know what I'm saying, who is great. For all those talking about Tyreek, and want to put all these different receivers in front of Michael Thomas, you have to understand, man, it is tough to catch a five-yard slant. It is tough to catch, you know what I'm saying, like a, a wide receiver screen. It is tough. For you to catch, you know what I'm saying, a, a 10 out, you know what I'm saying, a, a 10 yard out. It is hard to do that. And people don't understand that because y'all buy into it. But go and watch football or go line up against somebody or actually play the game. Go and play receiver and see how hard it is for you to catch a five yard slant on a cornerback that actually knows how to jam. Go do it. And then come back to me and talk about, oh, all he does is run a five yard slant. I guarantee you. At least sixty-five to seventy percent of people that are talking about Michael Thomas and the fact that they're saying he's running five-yard slants—they couldn't catch a five-yard slant on a respectable or a credible cornerback. And I, I mean, I'm not even talking about somebody in the league. I'm talking about somebody that's your friend that might have played in high school or something like that, then play on the next level. Go and do it. Go and try to catch a pass when a guy has the ability to to push you for five yards. Okay. And you have to keep in mind, too, the quarterback is only going to keep the ball in his hand for how long? Three Mississippis, right? That's after the, the third Mississippi is gone. So if he jab me one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, and the ball comes out, can you do it? I doubt it. So I, 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 I'm i telling you, for those that, that are still out here talking about the, the short routes, go and run them. Go out there and run some of those small, close, intermediate routes and see how many passes you catch. What's going on, man? It's my brother right here. Morning, who that fans? Yeah, man, y'all be sure to check us out tonight. Uh, You know, it's the the first episode of uh, me and my big brother EJ uh, podcast. Uh, We're going to be coming on immediately following the game uh probably gonna be a little bit before man i'm on eastern standard time man i, I ain't trying to be up all night <laughs> but we definitely gonna be on the air and uh you know i'm I'm looking forward to it man we, we got a we got a, a big season upon us man we're glad to be talking about it man we're gonna be uh we're gonna be chopping it up man and uh we're gonna have some fun with it too man it's not gonna be a, a stiff podcast at all man i mean me and my brother I mean, we've been watching football for years. You know, we always had that great chemistry and stuff like that, man. So, y'all check it out. It's going to be a great show. What's your Super Bowl win at Skull Vikings? Uh, I see the. Oh, a Viking fan here? Okay. I mean, look, y'all beat us in the last two years of the playoffs, but I will say this the Saints beat y'all when it mattered most, okay? It was time to go to the Super Bowl, and the Saints caused y'all not to go to the Super Bowl, okay? So, until y'all actually. Like and, and the crazy thing about it is the Vikings beat the Saints and then the next week get steamrolled the following week. So if 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 uh if I was a guy that was superstitious, if I was a superstitious guy, I wouldn't want to play the Saints if I was the Vikings. Because in 2017, a Minneapolis miracle happened, and then the following week, y'all got beat to sleep by Philadelphia. Then last year, you beat the Saints, and then you got steamrolled but San Francisco 49ers. So to me to me I wouldn't want to play them. I wouldn't want to play them at all. So I mean, I mean I'm just being real with you Vikings fans. Skull still butthurt hurt from 2009 with a field goal. A field goal is a win. You don't believe me? Go back and watch that game. <laughs> ah! Oh my goodness. What was that game? Was it uh, was it Blair Walsh? If I'm not mistaken, wasn't he the guy that missed the missed the chip shot field goal, right? <laughs> and, uh, so, while you're up here bragging about, while you're up here bragging about, oh, it's just a field goal. Go ask your guy Walsh how he shanked that field goal out there in Minnesota, and cost you guys. Uh, what was that? An L, right? Did, didn't they lose? If I'm not mistaken, didn't they lose in the playoff? To the uh, yeah, they did. They lost to the playoffs to a, with a, uh, by a chip shot field goal, right? So field goal means a lot, a whole lot, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we killed far, so what? You mad, bro? I like I, I just like how he said it's just a field goal, by Viking fan. Y'all actually lost. Like it caught uh just a chip shot field goal cost y'all a shot to move on into the playoffs. Ain't that something right there? That's crazy. Adrian Peterson still one of the best running backs in NFL history. I agree with you on that one. You ain't going to get an argument from me with that. score that's why I know you're not valid about your team. Y'all beat us uh, to left punishment by the Niners in the next week. Yeah, man. Like I said, if I was the Vikings, I wouldn't want to play the Saints in the playoffs. Whoever y'all play the following week, y'all always get steamrolled. Y'all defense was fraud. Uh, nah, defense wasn't fraud. Defense wasn't Freud. Your defense was actually fraud, because then y'all get like, man, I, I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Jimmy Garoppolo only threw the ball 10 times in the second half. Okay. That was a time where the, the San Francisco 49ers ran eight straight running plays on you all. I mean, and and, and scored a touchdown. If, if we want to talk about frauds, please. I mean, please you don't look no further than that okay like i like how the minnesota vikings are talking about like i like how the minnesota vikings are coming into like the chat say, oh we beat y'all but what did y'all do afterwards y'all did absolutely nothing you know y'all beat the saints it's always like the last minute thing and honestly i don't even think the games would be close if sean payton and mike zimmer didn't have the relationship they had They're best friends they were on Bill, Bel- um, Bill Parcell's uh, coaching staff for years. It was Sean Payton's offense going up against Mike Zimmer's defense. So there's that there's that, uh, interesting chemistry. It's almost similar to uh, the Atlanta Falcons playing against the 49ers, right? The Falcons beat the 49ers last season, but you can say Dan Quinn was going up against Kyle Shanahan's offense when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator in Atlanta all those years. So he understood his tendencies. So – It's not the fact that Minnesota just has this outstanding team and they're just leaps and bounds better than the Saints. It's it's the fact that these two guys know each other. They're best friends, okay? You're not going to know anybody better than your best friends. So, I mean, what did you all do the following week? Getting steamrolled by Philly. Getting steamrolled by the 49ers. So, what do you have to show for it? Nothing. And if you're a historian and you love that um, the Minnesota Vikings, I mean, the Minnesota Vikings, I mean, they, they have a history of, of choking in the playoffs, okay? If we don't talk about the same choking, I mean, look no further than, I mean, come on, man. You had Alan, Alan Page, you had Jim Marshall, right? You guys had the Purple People Eaters back in the day, right? One of the greatest defenses of all time and still couldn't make the Super Bowl had one of, arguably one of the best quarterbacks of the 70s in Fran Tarkenton and still couldn't make the playoffs. I mean, still can go to the Super Bowl, right? So I don't know, man. Like, I know it's easy for us to start talking about things that are going on right now, but, you know, I mean, sometimes we have to understand, like, the overall body of work. Now, I, I just I just don't know, man. I just think that uh, sometimes, like, if we go back and we look at some of the things you know, that we we hold near and dear to us. and you know, sometimes if we say something and we maybe, you know, just reflect, we'll realize how ridiculous it sounds. <laughs> I am ready for us to beat Tom Brady, who that nation. Uh shout out uh to DJ. Um uh ATL don't have no rings. Nah, they don't. They don't have no Super Bowls. Uh that must be torture for you. Cry says, uh stay out of the rearview mirror. Reliving stuff from five, ten years ago ain't healthy. Um, like I said, man, I wouldn't want to play the Saints if I was the Vikings. They win, but the next week they get steamrolled. Well, uh, you've seen the, the Rams game. We cried because it happened to the Saints. If it happened to your team and got screwed out of the Super Bowl, trust me, you would uh, be mad as hell, too. I agree, you know. And I, you know the crazy thing about it, EJ? Um the crazy thing about it is they know that the Saints got screwed, but they don't care because it makes their argument relevant, right? They got to keep that narrative. Oh, they screw up. They blew it. They blew it. They blew it. They, they, they got to keep that alive, right? But anybody can tell you that the Saints got robbed, okay? And, and you can go up here, you can laugh among your friends and stuff like that if it makes you feel good. But it's, it's, almost, like, it's almost like laughing at my one-year-old son for falling, right? And he just learning how to walk. Ah, He fell on the ground. <laughs> but he's working on his balance. Right. It's, it's, it's obvious that he's going to fall a couple of times before he, he gets his balance. Right. So it is it is ridiculous to laugh at a one year old toddler for falling. Right. It's obvious that the referees. Well, Mr. Cole and it cost the Saints the game and people say, well, what happened at overtime? Shouldn't have been the overtime it shouldn't have been overtime but instead of you looking at it that way you don't because it 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 can it feeds i guess it feeds your narrative about the saints growing up but whatever helps you sleep at night i mean but to me man it's like laughing at a one year old toddler it's it pointless you know if you want to sit up here and say oh man 2018 they blew that no nah, they didn't blow it they didn't blow it they were supposed to win that game They were supposed to win. It's almost like the Seattle Seahawks and the Green Bay Packers, right, when they have the replacement refs. Okay, but they called it a touchdown. So it's not funny. You know what I'm saying? It ain't funny because they got screwed. But keep laughing. R.J. Mason says Vikings suck and the Rams NFL uh, against us. Saints Nation, who that? Yeah, man, I mean, look, I don't think the Falcons suck. I mean, not the Falcons, uh, the Vikings, excuse me, the uh, the Vikings. I don't think they suck. I think they're a really good football team, and I like them. I like the Vikings, man. I mean, I used to like, you know, Randy Moss, Chris Carter, Randall Cunningham, Dante Culpepper, and them boys back in the day. You know, I used to like John Randall. He's one of my favorite defensive players when I was younger. I don't have any a problem. I don't have a problem with the Vikings. I don't. You know, I just think that the Vikings fans bring it to the Saints front door. And as a Saints fan, I got to defend my squad. I got to defend my squad because, you know, they can talk about these playoff games. But what did it get the Vikings? The Saints beat the Vikings when it mattered the most. We cannot forget that. We cannot forget there was two teams, number one, number two seed in FC. The Saints beat the Vikings in order for them to go to the Super Bowl. The Vikings lost. The Vikings have beaten the Saints over the last two of three years, but what has it gotten them? It hasn't gotten them to the Super Bowl. It hasn't gotten them anywhere. It just got them embarrassed and and their hearts being ripped out of their chest the following week. But I will say, you know, whoever beat the Vikings in the playoffs ended up going to the Super Bowl. I will give them that. I mean, the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, won. 49ers should have won the Super Bowl. So I guess, I mean, if you want to Look at some type of uh, you know, some type of victory for that. You can say, well, you know, at least the team that beat me went to the Super Bowl. Saints 28, Bucks 24, bowl prediction. Um, I think it's gonna be more high scoring than that. You gotta keep it into account, Buck Skull game. Uh, you gotta keep it into account, and I and I, I can respect this, man, because this is this is clearly, you know what I'm saying, a Bucks fan, but you know, a realist, you know. I think it's gonna be much higher scoring than this. Uh, I feel like the fact that you had no OTA, no minicamp, no preseason, I think guys are going to have a tough time stopping one another. So I think it is going to be a high, higher scoring. And uh, we're probably going to be giving our predictions. Well, I'm not going to get my prediction tonight on, on, the, uh, on the podcast, but definitely going to be giving my prediction soon. But I think it's going to be much higher scoring than that. Bucks will uh, win eight games in 2020. I disagree with that, Chris. I think they're going to win at least 10. I give them that. Uh really Patriots fans, you think y'all are better without Tom Brady? Uh I don't think so. They know that. But they but but E, I mean, they they have to uh they have to psych themselves out with that, man. I mean, you gotta believe it. You gotta believe it. But they know the truth. Taleb was on Rich Eisen's show yesterday, and Rich Eisen asked him if the referees blew that P.I. Taleb said the F word saying F and right. They missed that call and the whole panel uh were laughing. Yeah, I mean, it's the truth. I mean, he knows. I mean, the Cal Roby Coleman knows. He even said it. But I'm man, I'm pretty sure he appreciates them not calling it. You know, <laughs> it, it's the truth. Vikings lost their DN. Uh Daniil Hunter, oh, that's that's huge. That is huge right there. Haters who think that Michael Thomas can only run slants don't know football. He runs the whole route tree. I agree, and you also have to keep into account Derek. I mean, what are the Saints asking him to do? Mike Evans hurt. The Saints won in blowout fashion. Uh, I don't. I don't think uh, Mike Evans, him being hurt, is going to affect uh the offense of the uh of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I really don't. Um, I think they still have enough weapons, even in the absence of Mike Evans. They they can still put up some points. So, uh, I think I, I think it's not going to matter. Crowd's note: We have a cool front. EJ says 37-24, Brady three touchdowns, two interception. Bra- uh, Breeze with four touchdowns. Uh, I I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. I have to. I I don't know. I don't know about that. I have to think about that one. EJ Saints have edge uh, because no Mike Evans. Nah, man. I think people are underestimating uh, Chris Godwin. I think they're underestimating that uh, the other slot receiver everybody's talking about. I think people are underestimating uh, the rookie out of Minnesota. Um, that that's a part of the, of the team. I think people are underestimating OJ Howard. I think people are under uh, underestimating Gronk. You know, I mean, they still got weapons. You know what I'm saying? And you got to think about Breit, a very underrated tight end who I feel like can emerge. I mean, he was one of those guys that was like Jameis Winston's utility blanket last season. So, despite the fact that Mike Evans could possibly not play, that still does not mean that they don't have a, a full arsenal. And you got to count for Leonard Fournette, who caught seventy-three catches out of the backfield for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he has to. He has that dynamic. And you got Shady McCoy. So. Let's not pretend like, oh no, Mike Evans. Like, come on, man, Mike Evans didn't even lead the league. I mean, lead his team in yards last season, or catches, if I'm not mistaken. It was Chris Godwin. So, Chris Godwin is the guy that's slowly starting to emerge as being one of the guys that teams really have to look out for. Yeah, Scotty Miller. Thank, thank you, uh, thank you, Bucks, uh, Bucks, dog gang. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Tyler Johnson. Yeah, Tyler Johnson, man, somebody I really like. I like that kid, man, out of Minnesota. Minnesota, University of Minnesota, man, had one of the best wide receiver uh, uh groups. And and now they have a guy, man, I, I, to me, I think he's going to be the Belinda Cough Award winner. And he was a sophomore last year. That that guy, is, man, that guy is good. Like, I, I can't think of his name right now, but I would not be surprised if he if he don't win a Belinda Cough Award or something like that. I don't know if they're doing awards this year, but Michael Thomas, best wide receiver in the NFL, can only run slots. Um, I guess he means slants. Can't wait till he learns how to run real routes. Steve Williams, that, that ain't true. You know, he, he runs ra- more routes than that. I don't think people understand. Like, if we're sitting up here and we're talking about Drew Brees' arm strength, and we're talking about how Drew Brees run. I mean, throws the football. He doesn't have the arm strength anymore. How do you expect for him to run nines, right? For nines, I mean streak routes. That means straight up the. You know what I'm saying? Straight up the field. How do you expect for him to run deep post routes? What's the point of running deep post routes when you got a quarterback that's not comfortable throwing a ball down the field and doesn't have the arm strength? How are you gonna do that? Like reality, man. How are you gonna paint? How are you gonna paint a white a house white if you got blue paint? Please tell me. How are you gonna do that if you got blue paint? How are you gonna paint a house white? How do you expect Michael Thomas to run all these different routes that that Julio runs or Tyreek Hill runs if he doesn't have the quarterback that can get him the, the ball down the field? Okay, but if we want to, if I if I would just want to pitch an argument, I can completely negate what you guys are talking about. I can negate the fact of. The fact that when, uh, when Taysom Hill threw the ball down the field against the Minnesota Vikings, it was a 55-yard catch to Michael Thomas, right? Michael Thomas had to get separation and get behind a defense in order for him to catch that ball. Right or wrong? Okay? I mean, when uh, Taysom Hill uh, – no, not Taysom Hill. I think it was Teddy Bridgewater, if I'm not mistaken. Threw him the ball, and he caught the ball, you know what I'm saying, on the sidelines. That was a 32-yard game. He had to get down the field in order for him to catch that ball. When when Taysom Hill threw him the ball for like, like 30 yards, right, he had to get behind the defense in order to catch that. It seems like to me what the Saints are asking him to do are the short intermediate routes. So all of a sudden, everybody just automatically thinks, oh, that's all he can run. But you have to keep into account the quarterback strength. His quarterback strength is playing within the first 20 yards. So, of course, he's going to run routes that caters to the quarterback. That would be absolutely ridiculous. Why are you running nine routes when you know for a fact that your quarterback is not going to be able to get you the ball? That would be absolutely ridiculous. So for anybody that's saying that Michael Thomas only runs those routes, you're right and you're wrong. You have to ask yourself, why is he running these routes? Is it because he can't run anything else or is he not required to run anything else? I'm just saying. Pat you below Cajun uh, sausage. All right, let's keep it PG in here. Uh, He catches 40 to 50 yards. Yeah, when somebody can give him the ball. Michael Thomas is Reggie Wayne. The dude is a route running genius. Yep. Less than 30% of his catches were slants. Uh, These dudes literally don't watch Saints football or do their homework. Uh, That's because that's what what the, the national media tells you. And like I said, What's the point of you running street routes if if your quarterback is not going to get you the ball? Like, what are you trying to do, work on your cardio? Uh, I guess that's what you're doing, right? You're working on your cardio because you're not going to get the football. <laughs> you sweating to the oldies <laughs> with Richard Simmons. That's, a, that's all you're doing you're, you're, because your uh, quarterback is not going to get you the football. Chemistry will be important, especially uh, during the coronavirus season. The Bucks are essentially a new team with new parts and have not all played together. Uh, you need chemistry to, uh, and luck to win. Yeah, it's going to take them some time. But when they do, man, they're going to be dangerous. He the best receiver in the league. Yep, according to stats, he is analytics. Deontay will get one on Sunday. He's a legit threat. Ernest says, TJ, my bad. Nah, it's all good, man. I just know. If I see my mom in the chat and if my mom in the chat, I'm pretty sure that my, my niece and nephews around, man, we try to try to keep it as PG, you know what I'm saying? We can turn up at night because I think they sleep. You know what I'm saying? I might let a little something go, but not during the day, man. You know, I gotta I gotta keep it PG, man, especially if we got these sponsors in here and stuff like that. I don't want them to think I lost my mind. <laughs> Chad says uh he can run slants because they can't stop it. So why change it? I mean, I wouldn't. I think Breeze will throw more deep passes this year. I'm not saying he's going to be my home, but uh, he'll turn back the clock. Well, he already said he ain't got nothing to lose. He said, man, I'm about to let it all hang out. He said that in a press conference yesterday. So I actually like that attitude, okay? I mean, you only live once. YOLO, as they say. I don't know if they say it no more. I haven't heard anybody say it in a while. But anyway, um, he said that he's going to lay it all on the line. And you should, you know, especially if this is your last season. Why not? Uh, If that's all he does, stop him. Uh, What does that say about your defense? Yep. What does it say about defense when you know that he's the guy that's going to get the ball the majority of the time and you can't stop him? That's a real question. And why, you know what I'm saying, like you said, why you can't stop a guy that only runs five-yard slants? Put a linebacker right there, right? You know what I'm saying? And, And knock him off his block. But you can't. It's sad when you have undercover Saints haters. They're not undercover. They're in full effect. And I, I appreciate them. I'm glad they're here. You know, they bring an interesting dynamic to the show. I mean, this show is taking a complete three, you know what I'm saying? 360. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean uh, 180 or 360, whatever you say, you know what I'm saying? Like I just feel like um I just feel like they make it fun. I mean, we were supposed to be talking about Davenport, you know, and are uh, oh, you give it up on them, but we end up talking about every other team. But that just shows us that football is here. Hey, TJ, who will win MVP this year? Uh, if, they, if they have a better record and they make the playoffs, I'll say Christian McCaffrey. His, uh, Christian McCaffrey would be my first uh, pick. Uh, if they don't make the playoffs, um, which a lot of people think that the Carolina Panthers won't, uh, then I will have to say Patrick Mahomes will win again. Saints Podcast, do you think Bucks are uh, doing Uh No, I don't. I, I don't. Uh, if you're talking about Mike Evans, no, I, I don't. I don't think it's uh, strategic. I think he's really hurt. Dwayne Uptown, uh, East uh, l g s You heard me. yeah, Man, Shouts out to him. Uh, Dwayne from Uptown. Let me see. TJ, you watching the game tonight? Who you got? I got the Texans in that game. I know that the Kansas City Chiefs are supposed to be Super Bowl champions and stuff like that, but, I mean... Man, you got Deshaun Watson, got the new contract. And I know that Brandon Cook's dealing with a quiet injury. I don't know if he's playing or not. Probably won't. Uh, but I w- I'm interested to see that, man. I mean, this isn't one of those games where last season I know that uh Houston got blew out in the playoffs, but for for a good little minute, man, that crowd was quiet in Arrowhead because the, the Texans were winning. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Deshaun Watson, man. I like Deshaun Watson. Happy for him. Glad he got his cheddar. I'm mad that uh I'm mad that uh O'Brien, Bill O'Brien, um, got rid of his best target, okay, and and didn't even replace him. But um, I got a roll with Deshaun Watson, man. That's my guy. TJ, I literally watched a film of this dude. He uh, route running is crisp, precise, and he has extremely violent hands. I Don't care what part of the tree he runs, he's a bully and can't stop him. Yeah, King Arthur. I mean, Sean Payton said it himself. Uh, Sean Payton said his rookie season, he got in front of Michael Thomas and he was like helping him on, on the hand drills. And when the quarterback said, hype, he said, Michael Thomas like uh moved his hands out the way so violently, he thought he broke his finger. He said, I never, uh, he said, I said, I'd never do that again, and he didn't. The dude is violent off of the ball. If you don't believe. If you don't believe what I'm saying or what Keen Arthur is saying, go check it out. See, we pay attention. Oh, the guy got separation. I encourage people to look at when a when a, the quarterback says height because that's what a real action is. We see guys get in front of guys or behind guys, but we don't know why. Go go and watch the footage and go watch Michael Thomas and go watch some of his, his footwork in his hands. And you tell me if this guy not a beast, okay? But – we don't pay attention to those things, but we need to. Uh, one person picked the Saints to beat the Chiefs on, in, uh, in the Super Bowl. That was Kay Adams. K. Adams did that, I think. Kay Adams, uh, She always going hard for the Saints on uh, Good Morning Football. Hopefully, we can get on the show one day. Uh, so, what's your analysis on Marcus Davenport if he starts with an injury? No, nowhere to go but up. And I don't think Houston will win tonight. But they should cover the nine and a half point spread. Ham hey, mercy, yeah, that, that's one heck of a, a spread. Look, I think this is going to be an exciting game, folks. I mean, I just think that all teams are going to struggle. I mean, you don't have any preseason. You know, around week one, week two, teams always struggle with tackling. So this is going to be one of those games where I feel like you know it's it going to look like guys have overall red and black of butter on their on their jerseys. You know what I'm saying? Because guys going to be slipping off left and right. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> but um. You know, but, but as far as Davenport, you know, my my take on Davenport is I'm not ready to give up on him. Uh, I just feel like it just
1: feeds the haters that he's starting on the injury list. You know, people are like, oh, man, I mean, man, the Saints gave up a first round pick for this dude, bro. Man, he ain't out here doing nothing, bro. He ain't balling out, man. I told y'all he will bust, bro. He ain't going to do nothing, man. We should have got clowny. I mean, it kind of feeds into those
0: type of people, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, but as for me, you know, I I still think the guy needs a chance. You know, I think the guy is going to grow and develop. I, I see a lot of great things coming out of Davenport. If he can stay healthy, I think he'll be all right. But like I said, it only just feeds the haters. The haters love when um, Davenport is hurt so they can say,
1: man, you know, man, what Trey Henderson got, man, Carl Granderson, man, I'm, I I think we can get him. Well, uh, Cameron Wakey, ain't he still out there? You
0: know, it feeds those type of people. But I'm not giving up on him. TJ, people understand that their level of perception, no matter how many facts you have, if they don't understand the art of route running and hand footwork and technique, it won't matter what we say. Hey, I mean – Look, people are going to believe what they want to believe, okay? That's just what it is. You can feed people as much truth as you want to, but if a person doesn't want to believe outside of what their beliefs are, then it, it really don't matter, you know? I mean, if you're a Falcon fan, you don't want to hear how good uh Michael Thomas' feet feet are or his hand uh, movements are. You don't want to hear that. You You like the fact that you can just feed, oh, he only runs short routes, you know? He only runs short routes. You, I mean, you, that's what you want to hear, right? You know, I mean, that's that's the society we live in, King Arthur. We love to hear what we want to hear. Why do you think if you're like into politics and stuff like that, if you're, you know, more mostly towards the right, you tune into Fox News or if you're, you know, you know, liberal and you're towards the left, you go tune into CNN because we love to hear what we like to hear, right? So we can go out here and we can feed them as much truth as we want. But, I mean, if you're a Falcon fan, who cares, right? Who cares? All I know is I want Julio Jones to be the best until he retires. So how do I make him a best? La, 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 I'm not listening. Michael Thomas, do what? La, 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 I'm not listening. That's what you do. That's what you do, man. You know, so it don't matter. I mean, I feel like if if, if a person has their own beliefs, their true beliefs, is like don't waste your time trying to prove them wrong because they're not going to admit it. It's not the world we live in, King Arthur. We don't live in a world where people can just concede and say, yeah, you know what? You're right, bro. You're right. No. If I'm getting back into a corner these days, I'm going to hit you with a little blow. And then I'm going to walk out of the corner and say, come on, let's fight. Okay? You had me down. You're about to end the fight. You know, I got out. Let's fight again. That's the way the world works. So they're not trying to hit. I'm not trying to prove it to them. I just give my points. I give my point of view, and I just keep it moving. TJ, uh, tell them, stop him, and one corner sense is so easy. Well, you know it's not easy. Any movement on AK's contract, haven't heard anything yet, but, I mean, what is Thursday, right? It's Thursday. Still got time. And I'm not hearing anything about him not playing, so that's good. Diane McRice says, will Saints fans ever stop living up to this whining BS? Uh, will they stop living up to this whining BS? What do you mean by whining? Elaborate on that. What do you mean by whining? Are you saying other teams whining? Are you saying Saints fans whining? Just let me know. So he broke a record running the hardest route in the NFL. And I don't even know why we still up here trying to argue with these folks. Y'all never going to tell them what they want to hear. You know, unless you like, Okay, man, Julio the best. Okay, now I can leave. So, I mean, it's pointless. Love your impression of the
1: haters. Man, 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 Michael Tom, man, Michael Thomas ain't good. He only runs short routes. I mean, it's the truth, though. That's that's, that's how I imagine people sound, you know? <laughs>
0: that's how I imagine how people sound when they talking, you know, when they be hating, you know? I think about the, you know, just that dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, they all, you always had that one friend growing up, and when, you know, we have a couple of people probably giving them a hard time.
1: Man, man, you just hating. You just hating. That's kind of how they sound. They always had to lip out a little bit. Man, man. <laughs> oh man. I mean, it, it's the truth, man. Like
0: you know, everybody had a friend like that. Everybody had a friend when, you know, let's just say about five of y'all, right? Y'all probably played basketball, football in the street. Y'all know how it go. And somebody giving that one friend a hard time, and, you know, it probably started ripping him. We call it ripping now in New Orleans, you know, means you're talking about somebody. And it's like, man, and then all of a sudden he just get mad. Man, man, man. And he'll take his ball or something like that and go home, right? Like, he, he don't want – it just so happened the dude that get clowned, it, it's his football that we throwing around or it's his basketball that we using, you know what
1: I'm saying? Man, man, forget y'all, bro. Man, y'all just hating. My boy go home. You know?
0: Like, so, I mean <laughs> – it's always that way, man. So that's why I always when I do impressions, that's the, that's the first thing that pops into my mind. I'm going to read a few more, man. I'm going to get up out of here. It says, uh, some people ain't uh, even worth talking to. Their football uh, IQ is low. I assume that's what you're saying. Uh, they, that's the truth. You know, some people just don't know. And some people, just like I said, they just want to be right. Official Young Nola is laughing. Uh Trevor says he's laughing too. Uh, when you uh, go back and think about the greatest teams from 06 to now, Saints will always be in the conversation. Yeah, man. You know, I was talking with, uh, you know, Jari Evans yesterday. If y'all haven't seen that, if you haven't seen that interview, you know what I'm saying? Check it out, man. I, I was talking to him and he was just talking about how he felt like, you know, when they went to the Super Bowl, well, in 06, when it, it's rookie season, they went to the MC Championship game. And he was like, man, I thought we was gonna go to the Super Bowl every year. He said, and when they win 09, he's like, man, we definitely gonna go. And then we ain't go back ever since. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just feel like I just feel like uh, you know, to me, uh, you know, the Saints always gonna be in a conversation of great teams, you know what I'm saying? Like, even you know what I'm saying, that's how Jari felt about his teams, and that's how the NFL thinks about them. So uh if you know what route, uh if you know what route a receiver gonna run and you can't stop him, you need a new defense. Don't blame the receiver. Do your thing, Michael Thomas. Yeah, I agree. I mean, all that talking, I ain't, I ain't seen much stopping yet. It's just like the LeBron and Jordan debate. People want to diminish Mike T because they prefer another player style. Uh yeah. You know, I mean, but to me, you know, I just feel like Michael Jordan was just better. I don't think, but I will say this: I don't think LeBron could ever live up to the expectations of what Jordan left. You know what I'm saying? He, he just can't. Like Jordan, man, bro. Do you know how universal a name like Michael is? Like, if if you can transcend under the name Michael, like you've done, done something, right? When you think about is if, if you if you think about th- the name Michael, you think about two people. You think about Michael Jackson and Michael Jordan, right? Now, if you want to talk about Mike, you think about Mike Tyson. You don't you don't call him Mike Jordan. You don't even call him Michael Jackson. You don't even call him Mike. You know what I'm saying? But you would think about those three guys, right? So that's the way I look at it. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I just think, well, LeBron is a great player. I think he's great, but he will never live up to expectations of Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan has football players wearing basketball shoes. Okay, even though they turn them into cleats, let's just be real—they're basketball shoes. When you are got you when you got guys wearing your shoes in a completely different sport, you played. My goodness, like you, you, you made it, my friend. LeBron have a long way to go, you know. But as far as on the court, I mean, he's incredible. I can't knock him for that. And uh, Julius says, uh, what they're going to do now uh, that they can't double-team Mike? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. And the last one of the day comes for Ernest. says, the Saints will play instinctively because of no tape of this new offensive weapons uh, Tampa Bay have. I just hope they don't overrun the plays. Well, I mean, we'll never know until it happens, man. But I'm pretty sure that the Saints are going to be prepared. Uh this is gonna be a tough game. To me, it's gonna be a high scoring game. I think that you're gonna be seeing a lot of mistakes out there from both teams. But nevertheless, uh football is back and I know everybody here is excited about it. But I wanna say thank you very much for tuning in to the State of the Saints podcast. Be sure to check out the State of the Saints podcast live uh uh every single time. You know, I mean I I try to do it at, I try to do this show at least. Six days out of the week. Okay. And be sure to check it out live. You know what I'm saying? If you can. If you can't, then subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com, search the state of the saints podcast, Facebook.com, search the state of the saints podcast, the audio podcast that we're really trying to push, folks. Okay, I, I cannot stress this enough. Please subscribe uh to the audio podcast, no matter if you're using Apple Podcasts, if you're using iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Anchor FM. Take a few seconds, okay. If you got an iPhone, go to the Apple Podcast store, search "D State of the Saints" podcast, and follow. If you're on Spotify, iTunes, on any of those, so play. Okay, please subscribe. Okay, we're really trying to push the audio podcast. Uh, really trying to uh, push that cause, man. We're trying to uh, transition from you know just being on camera to actually you know doing the audio podcast, so we can actually have you know because there's so many people. You know, in other countries and stuff like that, you got people that actually at work who can't look at the videos. You know, some people are probably working out in the gym. So we want to make sure that we give them, you know, experience and everything like that. So please subscribe to the audio podcast. Thank you all so much for your time. Have a good and productive day. This has been fun. I uh, look forward to speaking with you all tonight on me and my big brother EJ's podcast. And um, like I said, y'all just take care. Till next time. All I got to say is who that?